This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 27th of May. In your Squiz today, waiting for a lockdown. One year on from the murder of George Floyd. Getting your iPhone update on. And a much-anticipated reunion. This is your Squiz today. Starting in Melbourne, Clare, where six new COVID cases were reported yesterday, it takes the total to 15 of those six, all linked and are accounted for. But the acting premier, James Molino, hasn't ruled out a lockdown. No, he certainly hasn't. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is the high number of cases that have come through in the last couple of days. What he says is he'll see where things land today. The other is the pressure on contact traces. There's now more than 60 exposure sites and contact traces really have their work cut out for them trying to make sure that people who may have come into contact with people who are infected are in isolation as are their close contacts. So it is a big operation at the moment. Yeah, other states have taken things into their own hands. For example, South Australia last night put in place a border ban for residents of Greater Melbourne. Lots of talk also about what it means for sporting fixtures. The AFL is already doing some rejigging. The Gold Coast Suns match against Hawthorne, which was scheduled to be played in Darwin on Saturday, is no longer happening in Darwin at least. It looks like it might be postponed. Let's zoom right out though, Claire, and go back to the key question much of the world is asking. How did this COVID thing even happen to begin with? It's something that very much remains unanswered. Yeah, it really does. And of course, last year, Australia was part of a push to have the World Health Organization coordinate a look at the origins of the coronavirus and China's handling of it in the early days. What happened was China really delayed the ability of investigators to get there and ask those questions. But they did earlier this year and a report came out that mentioned four possibilities. It didn't, though, hit on a definitive answer. And what countries like Australia, the US, the UK, the European Union, plenty of others have said uh, in the last 24 hours is that a definitive answer does need to be found. That's all being addressed at the World Health Organization's big annual meeting that's kicked off in Geneva. Most asking for a more in-depth investigation into the origins after, as you say, that mission failed to provide anything specific as far as an answer goes as to how this all began. Now to that ongoing issue of the departure of Christine Holgate from the position of CEO of Australia Post. Quick recap, she left the position last year after criticism of her decision to purchase $20,000 worth of Cartier watches as rewards for senior executives, something the Prime Minister said was appalling. He has since been accused of bullying her out of that job and her departure, Claire, has been the subject of a Senate committee inquiry. What does that mean and what did it find? So what it means is that in the last few weeks and months, there have been quite explosive committee hearing meetings. That's what's been feeding the media cycle of keeping this in the news. Uh, What happened yesterday was that their report has been tabled. It's a committee that's dominated by Labor and the Greens. So they have made 25 recommendations that includes Prime Minister Scott Morrison delivering an apology to Christine Holgate, also an Auditor General. General's investigation into those calls at the senior levels of the government for her departure. They also say that Chairman Lucio 
de Bartolomeo should go and that the board should be overhauled. But because the Labor Party and the Greens are in the minority at the moment in Parliament, there's a dissenting report from coalition committee members. They put a much rosier spin on things, so it still seems like there's a stalemate there. Scott Morrison hasn't said anything on this as yet. For Christine Holgate's part, she originally said she didn't want any financial compensation but has changed her mind, now seeking a $700,000 payout and her legal fees to be covered. Over to the US, and yesterday was the first anniversary of the murder of George Floyd by former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. To mark that date, members of Floyd's family met with President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris-Claire. Yeah, and some family members weren't there. They're particularly angry that a piece of legislation hasn't made it through the Congress. It's the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. What it will do is put in place and get the ball rolling on a whole range of police reform. But they did discuss that at the White House yesterday and Floyd's family really want to see that happen. Yeah, Joe Biden had said that that would happen by the first anniversary of the murder of George Floyd. But as you say, not yet to be. There's still hope for Biden and that bill yet, though, with those on both sides hopeful they can find some common ground. Bit of a public service announcement this one, Claire. Apple has released a couple of major upgrades for their iPhones and iPads lately. The most recent one, they say, is not to be ignored because it includes some major security updates. Yeah, 43 vulnerabilities are apparently on their system when it comes to security. And what Apple says is not a lot about the specifics of those. Of course, they don't want to give hackers any kind of advantage. But they say that the operating system update that they released yesterday really is an important important one because it will patch those. Uh, Also in the latest update are some things around podcasting, Kate. Yeah, it so happens that their updates have seen some issues with podcasts. For example, podcasts not updating. It's something that's been happening for some who listen to The Squiz, which has been incredibly frustrating for you and for us. We're hoping this update might do the trick. We'll keep you posted. The A-League and W-League, Claire, our men's and women's professional football comps in Australia have signed a broadcast deal with Channel 10. It really is a landmark deal for them. Soccer, of course, is such a popular sport, particularly with kids, but it hasn't really cracked the big time when it comes to some kind of broadcasting rights deal until now. It's a five-year deal. It'll be worth $200 million. People say they haven't actually announced the amount, but it's what some people say that it is worth. Of course, when it comes to the AFL and the NRL, they get a lot more money than that, but it really is a big step for soccer in Australia. Yeah, it is. And that's because they've never before been on the primary channel of one of Australia's three main free-to-air networks. So lauding that as a big deal. This all kicks off from next season and means a departure from Foxtel, who have been the broadcaster for the past 15 odd years. Also, we'll have to get familiar with another streaming service, Claire, Paramount Plus. <laughs> add, it, add it to the credit card bill. Exactly. That's the streaming service affiliated with Channel 10. It launches in August and we'll have all of the A-League and W-League games on there. 
squeeze the day and you know I where I'm going with this today, Claire. The Friends <laughs> reunion airs on Foxtel and Binge this afternoon at 5.02pm sharp. <laughs> have, you got an alert, have you got an alert set for that? Oh, no. Well, I'll catch it when I catch it. But <laughs> I'm happy watching the old reruns. It's fine. But <laughs> the disclaimer on this one is that it's not a new episode of Friends. I feel like people need to know that. It's a walk down memory lane with the cast. Yes, it is. It's them really talking about all of the success that they had and, of course, all the time that has transpired since then. Uh, Also on this special is Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, David Beckham, BTS. So it could be quite an extravaganza. As you know, Kate, you and I are yin and yang on Friends. I'm not a fan really much at all. But it will be a TV spectacular. I reckon I will watch it at some point in the next few days. Yeah, apparently it's about two hours long. And as you say, whether you're a fan or not, there'll be a lot of buzz about this one. So it's good to know happening. Yeah, indeed, it is good to know. Uh, for me, Yang Hengcheng has his espionage trial in Beijing today. We talked about that earlier this week. Yeah, Yang Hengjun is the Aussie writer who's been detained in Beijing for more than 20 months. As you say, Claire, he's been charged with espionage by Chinese authorities, something our government has questions that'll happen behind closed doors. That's all from us today. Before we go very quickly, we have tackled cryptocurrency in our Squeeze Shortcut. (laughs) Today we talk about Bitcoin. We give you a bit of an understanding about how it all works. So give that one a listen by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app or a link is in your episode notes. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long-Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.